0: Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is Bretter.
1: G'day, Corey. Good to be back for another quickfire podcast. Over to the third member of the team. Welcome, Bonfire.
2: Choo choo! That's right, brother. The Bombs Express is back. And today, for you listeners, we've got the Essendon and Fremantle uh, Quick Five podcast here. So, Corey, let the listeners know where they can get us on social media first.
0: Find us on Twitter at SCElites, also on the podcast, iTunes channel, uh, SoundCloud, and Facebook at Elites. And, boys, we're here today with Fremantle and Essendon, um, two teams we haven't really given much attention or heard much about in the preseason. Bontz will have a great mid-price player, if I can remember back to a couple podcasts ago that he was all in on. Um... But we might start with the Rooks. Oh, well, sorry, for those who don't know what we're doing, we're doing a quickfire podcast that consists of a cash cow, a mid-pricer who could potentially break out, and a primo, kind of must-have for that team. Um, and then we'll go with our outlandish statements and hit up a couple of questions on social media. So, Bombs, we'll start with you. Um, and from the um, SNM Football Club, what is ABCDE... Uh, F, yeah, so from Essendon. Um, (laughs) Who are we going with as a potential rookie that can earn us some cash this year?
2: Is there going to be one? one. That's a genuine question. Is there going to be a rookie? Um, I honestly don't even think there will be. So I'm going to... Wait, it goes up to 250, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't even think that changes much at all, to be honest. So I'm going to go with um, uh, Dylan Clark. Dylan Clark's a mid-forward Um, And I guess what you get from Dylan Clark is you've got a player there who was close to selection um, at stages last year um, And is a tough inside midfielder and we all know Essendon want to improve in the midfield stock So um, without anyone jumping out at me, it's Dylan Clark at 123k
0: Bretta, have you had an opportunity to have a look at one?
1: Yeah, well, they didn't have a high pick so that kind of made it really tricky They didn't really bring anyone in that was young Um, I guess... Jordan Houlihan sort of looks like the mould that could sneak in because he's a, he's a small forward. small Oh, not a small forward. He's like a medium-sized forward, and they seem to be the ones that get the earlier games. They get a little bit of time, but I honestly don't think he's going to be playing much of a part in our teams unless he comes in halfway through the season.
0: Yeah, mine's uh, Kobe Much. Um, I don't think he'll start anywhere at the start of the season. Um, but played for the Allies last year. He's a good ball user. Um, not really close to AFL ready, but they did take him with pick 42. So, I think they've got a... Like you said, they didn't have a high pick. So, he's classy. He just needs to put on a bit of size before he'll probably make his way in. But I found the is really, really tough. There's. I'm sure there'll be one that will pop up during the year. Um, Benny McNeese is still under 250, so... You know, he played a couple of games from nowhere last year. We've got to hope that we can find someone like that from the Bombers. Um, their mid-prices kind of excite me a little bit more, and there's so many questions around a whole bunch of these guys that I think we'll just kick off straight with them. We'll go with you, Bomfer, a mid-pricer from the Dons.
2: Um, I'm not going uh, anywhere except to Devon Smith. Um, I think we, when we saw Essendon make him the priority, um, I think that was just all alarm bells ringing to say that he's going to play a pretty big role for Essendon uh, this year. Um, he's got points on the board. Again, he's got mid-forward eligibility uh, too, which is always handy. So his last four years, he's gone point oh, two under 80 average. So 79.8, 81, 87 and 90. If he can bump himself back up to that 90, uh, sort of average 90 to 93, somewhere in there, which is kind of like uh, what I see him doing, then I think the money you spend on him um, is certainly well worth it at 439k. Um
1: I really like the look of Darcy Parrish. I think third year, he's averaged good numbers, but I'm going to leave that for you, Corey, because I agree with Bonfire. Devin Smith, um, we've seen him do it before, averaging 91, and with a much thinner midfield at Essendon, I think he does get time in the middle, and I definitely think he's going to... Um, Push his average up quite a bit. I think he'll get back to that 90, um, maybe 90 92, 93s. Where in my head, I expect him to land um, at the, by the end of the season.
0: It was always a class at GWS. It was just that they had that much midfield depth. So. Well, I understand what you boys are saying, but for me, it's it Darcy Parrish. I think he's going to play the role of the ball user um, in the midfield. I can't, I don't expect him to have, you know, the high 30 games. I think he'll kind of sit between that 25 to 30 touches a game. Um, and I think that he will be a very, very classy ball user. He's a great kick. You'll probably see him drop down and play a little bit off half-back from times, push up and go forward too. So, um All in on Darcy Parrish, I expect him and McGrath to kind of get a little bit bit more midfield time. I think Stringer will have stints in there as well. Um, But for me, I think Darcy Parrish's efficiency will be one that will be pretty handy. And Zach Merritt, obviously, the dominant ball winner for that team. So, uh, all in on Darcy Parrish. Before we move on, because there's so many questions around the three S's that they brought in, can we get a quick ranking of one, two, three? who you would be picking? Um, Saad, Smith, and... Uh, Stringer, I'm going to assume that it's obviously uh, uh, Devin Smith for you boys, but just a one, two, three starting with you, Bobbs.
2: Smith Stringer Sard, I don't even think there's
1: a doubt about it. Yeah, Smith Sard Stringer.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm Smith Stringer Sard as well. Did you see the video that the Bobbs uploaded the other day? It was would have been about a week ago now of the AFLX training, and they had Stringer in the guts, and he took one from the tap down. Someone's come to. Tackle him, he's given one fend off Dustin Martin, like, kind of span through traffic And then, you know, kick the ball away It was just Kind of a new role to Stringer Kind of looks like he's got that positivity back again I wouldn't be surprised if he Kind of gets a little bit of a bigger lift from, from this So I'm pretty big on Stringer as well But, look, time will tell It's still early days uh, Bomfer I think I think we'll all be pretty similar here Your star for the Bombers
2: uh, he's only one, and his name is Zach Merritt. Um, he's gone 111 and 109 averages in his last two years. Um, so he'll do that again. Um, and I have absolutely no doubt about it. He'll probably even go to 115. Um, Again, a little bit like I spoke on Trulaw a few days back, and uh, you know, kind of mentioned that Trulaw was slipping a few dollars. But don't you worry, Zachy Merritt. He has been doing the absolute same. I might even start the GoFundMe page uh, for Zach Merritt to uh, play off champion data mate because he was absolutely robbed of points all year last year, Zach Merritt. Um, so, yep, Zach Merritt for me. I think he's. I think he's going to have a career best super coach average in the year.
1: Zach Merritt also, but I think he'll average a flat 110. I don't think we'll see market improvement in Supercoach output, but I still think he's an absolute gem.
0: Yeah, for me, it's Zach Merritt also, and I've currently got him locked into my team right now. He's one that's, you know, gone up gone down, but every time I take him out, I always get him back in. So I'm massive on Zach Merritt at the moment. Who Which one of your boys has, Zach Merritt? Just you, Bob? Have you got him bobs?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah I do too. Brett, you don't, do you?
1: No, I don't have him.
0: No, you've got like someone weird like McCray or someone.
1: Clayton Oliver. <laughs> how can you not like Jack McCray? He plays 22 games every uh, uh, year. 23 this is years old. Yeah, you brought, you, wanna, you brought definitely. him up. You brought him up. Settle it down.
0: Settle it down. You uh, set the
1: topics and I just comment. That's how it works.
0: outlandish statement. The Essendon
2: Football Club, please. My landish statement. Okay, here it is. Uh, Jake Stringer to win Essendon's goal kicking award.
1: Prep. Uh, either Devon Smith or Darcy Parish to finish in the top three forts for the year. You
2: can't have two players, surely not. Either Darcy Parish or is that
1: in De- the rules? Is that in the rules? Um, surely.
0: I might go, oh, maybe Zach Merritt to finish in the top 50 midfielders for Supercoach this season. No. Here we go. <laughs> Pulling it back. Uh, Zach Merritt to finish second uh, to Patrick Dangerfield in Supercoach average for the year. That's
2: uh, a big. a big
0: one. That's my outlandish nope. statement. Uh, questions? We've covered most of them talking about the three. Um... No, that's the rest relate to Frio. There uh, is Heppel worth a look in the midfield, considering even having a year off has come back and nearly averaging a hundred. Do we think he'll lift this year?
2: No, I, it's I almost hate the Jason forgotten Heppel.
0: man, Heppel. I completely no, I,
2: forgot about him. I can't stand him I, as a player. I don't, I don't even think he's a good player to be honest. No, I'm not. I'm not going anywhere near him. I don't
0: think he's, I a, good just, player. I think he's, he's a star. NFL, oh, captaining SM football club, and this guy, I don't think he's a good player. Having
2: like oh, four yeah. goals, oh, forty disposal yeah. games. Yeah, and I, and I suppose Nick Maxwell's the, the greatest. Oh, but we'll look, yeah, oh, but look at yeah, but look at this. This is, is a guy. A good captain.
0: Nick Maxwell's a pressure
1: captain.
0: <laughs> you're <laughs> a <perfect> guy. <laughs> pressure captain. Sorry, you're not. Jump so. off <laughs> it.
2: Um, I don't. I genuinely don't think that in you know I don't think by the end of the year that Hipple's in their best midfield. Are so you going to
0: say he's not in their team then? I like,
2: Jesus. Nah, no, no, no. You'll make the team, but I don't think he's in their best midfield.
1: Corey, this is coming from a guy who watches and lives and breeds Carlton and also doesn't rate Paddy Cripps, so... But I'm not... I'm, yeah, not, I'm not he, can the be. he does
2: hate it. I just
1: Let's just put I that know. on the record. Yeah, he me. hates and Heppel's the poster boy, so it makes sense.
0: Let's jump across to the... <laughs> Fremantle. <laughs> <laughs> jump across to the Fremantle Dockers. Uh, these were uh, one that was a little bit harder to figure out who was going to be their midfield breakout this year because they had... You know, a couple of picks everywhere. They've still got some players sitting out there. But we'll start with you, Bonfa. Who's your breakout from the Fremantle Dockers this year?
2: Do you want to go, go rookies first, quarter? Except for Cash Cow. cow. Yeah, that's what I meant. All right, Sorry. Cash Cow. Um, I, I really like uh, Adam Chera. Um, I was, I wouldn't have been disappointed if Carlton selected Adam Chera at a uh, pick number, pick number three, to be honest. Um, so yeah, Adam Chera is the one for me. I, I think, and I know all the word is about Brayshaw, but. I'll go. I'll go a little bit different, as that's what I like to. That's what I like to do. Um, but I'm going to say Adam Chera. Um, yeah. Look, as long as he, as long as he sort of starts round one, um, I think he's got the. I think he's got the scope to be the highest earning moneymaker for the Freo Dockers. Is it Sarah or Chera? I don't know. Like I say, Chera because like I'm Italian, and C E in Italian makes a ch- sound. And we we'll we'll have,
1: have to work that out so we can say whatever yeah. we want. Or was it? am yeah, was yeah. Just so we sort of make it up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, Bretta, who's yours?
1: Um, yeah, I like Chera I do like Chera as well um, Sarah, Chera, I'm going to call him Sarah just to be different um, but I figure one of them is going to play a big part when we talk to Sarah and Brayshaw um, we don't really know enough about them we haven't really seen enough about them to know they are awkwardly priced because they're in the higher 100000 um, sort of price range but I figure with a midfield that's quite depleted and a team that's quite depleted that they will both see quite bulk opportunities this year.
0: But just back to the Freeway podcast last year, this was the one I nailed with Harley Belich who came through yeah. late during the season and I'm going to go an even riskier pick again and this is with Mitchie Crodin. Um He was picked in the 50s, I believe in this year's draft. His body frame is identical to Ollie Wines when he was first drafted. Um, he's a big, big, powerful boy. Um, played in... Played uh, for Sturt yeah, last year. Yeah, and played in SA for TAC football. I remember watching a goal that he kicked where he just absolutely ragdolled his opponent um, and then just picked up the ball and slotted it through. So I'm big on Mitchie and He's got... He's not the classiest ball user, but knows how to get it, and he's a tough nut. So I think, especially in a ross Lion format, he'll get a gig at some stage during the year. It may not be early. Uh, Bontz, your mid-pricer.
2: Yeah, I know I know what you want me to say. I'm going to avoid it, because uh, Bontz likes to be a little bit unpredictable, so you're not going to get David Mundy off me. What you are uh... going to get, though... <laughs> what you are going to get, though, you are going to get Nathan Wilson at 470000 I well, absolutely love this kick. Have a look at his kick to handball ratio last year, and it's 4 to 1 kick to handball. And we all know kicking earns good points in Supercoach. We all know that uh, rebounds from 50s uh, earn good points in Supercoach. Now, if we ever look at his averages over his career, he started off in, at 33, went up to 44, gone up to 50, up to 66, up to 76 at the end of last year. And I think we're going to get another 10 to 15 point uh, price rise again from him this year, pushed towards uh, 85 to 90 kind of average, and at 417k, that is a fair bargain.
0: Yeah, at fair now, when we'll be their main ball user. Bretta, I take it you were in the same boat?
1: No, for the 100th time in these podcasts, I have to say some words I don't like saying, and it's, I agree with Bonfer. Um <laughs> he's yeah he's the prime ball user out of the back line now he's going to see a lot of it and Bomber covered everything I think I'm just going to stay out of the rest of the podcast because I'm basically just copying Bomber the whole way through and it's making me look really (laughs) bad so over to you Corey
2: Next we might need to cut the bread at first, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. Michael Walters, the man who ruined oh, the Super coach season last year, um, which was myself. I only have myself to blame for that. Mate, he averaged 108 during that stretch where he was in the mid- midfield before he got injured. I think there's all these talks about him going back and playing through the guts. I love Walters. Um, he'll probably be one of my first upgrade targets, I reckon, if he is playing that role. I just want to see him playing it first. So, yeah, all in on Michael Walters. Mate, I've got no issue with people even starting him. So, yeah, Walters.
1: See, that's the that's thing. I've got an issue with people starting him, but I do like the whole wait and see first upgrade option. I really do like that,
2: yeah. Just I've so just got really an issue with Michael Walters. True. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, is he bad, close to healthy?
0: He's full health. Yeah, he's good? Yeah. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's, he's in it. Bombs, do you want to quickly have a chat? There's a couple of questions about David Mundy. So do you want to just quickly have a chat, chat about him?
2: Yeah, sure. David Mundy. Look, there is no reason why this bloke can't be a top six forward. And I guess the, well, I just said there's no reason, but I guess there is one reason. And the one reason is his age. And the one reason is the influx of midfielders that um, Fremantle will have now um, this year. And, and they're the only negatives to picking up David Mundy um, for me. So, you know, we spoke about Sarah chera whatever you want to call him before. We know the Angus Brayshaw, he's pretty much going to get a game from a day dot. We know they got Foth. We know they've got Neil. Um, you know, Corey's just spoken about, you know, maybe Walters running through the midfield um, just a little bit more. But when you look at this man's super coach output over an extended period of time, I guess if we go all the way back to 2000 and gee, even 2010, we averaged 93.6. These are his averages since 2010, right? 93.6, 107, 89, 103, 102, 113, 93 and 89. So you can kind of say that he's going to be good for, you know, kind of around that 90 mark. Um, and yeah, look, I... Anywhere in the 90s is a kind of a good pick in the the forward line, I think. He creates a little bit of a point of difference. Again, the only thing that is my concern is that maybe now that, uh, you know, with their recruiting, they've brought in a lot more of these midfielders. uh, Maybe that will limit his time in the midfield and he will spend more time up, up front.
0: Yeah, not to mention his ability to ice games as well. Um, I'm yeah. not as optimistic as Bonfer, though. Uh, I'm taking the back end of that statement. I think now he's at the back end of his career. He's kind of going to do a little bit of a Chrissy Main when they decided he was kind of done at Freo and just kind of chucked him up forward, and that's where he was, you know, full stop, rather than that kind of split minutes role too. So I think the best of David Mundy is behind him now. Freak footballer, and I think they'll just use his talents of natural kicking and ability to take a mark as a forward player only. Brett, you got something to add on that?
1: Nah, completely agree. I feel like Monday's declining.
0: And let's talk about the one or the two primos that we've got to choose from, Nat Fife and Lockie Neal. So, Brett, I will start with you first.
1: Nat Five, he's a beast, and I think he might get a cheeky mention in my outlandish statement at the end, but um, he's a superstar. He's a superstar of the competition, and at his price... He's still slightly discounted. Um, had a nice year last year, getting back into things. Got Had a couple of niggles along the way, but you saw again on the back end of the year, those that held on to him were heavily rewarded with prime Nat 5, and I think he's going to be even better this year.
0: Bonds?
2: It just has to be Nat 5, doesn't it? Yeah, you look at Nat 5, you, sorry. you look at his last five years, his last five years, 108, 105, 123, 122, 106... Even those worse years there, they, they're kind of good enough to kind of just squeeze into the top uh, eight mids as well. You can't go past uh, Nat five, particularly at his price as well. Like, you know, we look at some of those premiums, they're really 600, you know, 620, 630, 640. Um, and then you go have a look at five's price and he's, you know, just a tick under 600. And that five at the start really makes him look cheap. To, uh, I don't know what you boys think about that, but it certainly yeah makes him look uh, a lot cheaper as well, so I'm all for going all-in on that five.
0: Yeah, Pickton hasn't moved out of my side, and I'd find it insane if you're not starting in that five. Um, we've all got him, yeah? yeah? Yeah. Could you blame anyone for picking Lockie Neil?
1: No, no, he can run both.
0: Yeah, yeah that's what I'd say. Could you run Neil over five, you reckon? Yeah.
1: Yes, but I wouldn't. It would be pointless.
0: Okay, beautiful. Oh, that's about it. That's all we had for that one. So let's go to some outlandish statements, and Brett, we'll start with you.
1: Nat 5 to play 22 games, and average 125 plus. <laughs> 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 oh,
2: sorry, just every time Brett opens his mouth, I just feel like his IQ <laughs>
1: in mind is just dropping. Um... <laughs> well, that's the hard to drop below like 3-4 that's currently running around right here for you, so...
2: Um, <laughs> uh, look, um, Corey to have selected, Corey to start the year with Mike, Michael Walters in his team. That is the most
1: basic answer you could have given. Like, it's a guarantee Corey starts it's, with it's, State, it's,
2: yeah. <laughs> right, Do you want me to retract that? I can retract that. That's no problem whatsoever. Do you want it gone? Yeah, gone.
1: I don't know.
2: All right, yeah, Nathan Wilson to make the All Australian team.
1: Yeah, I like that.
0: Um, Sean Darcy to end Aaron Sanderland's career. Ooh, I yep. like it.
1: Yep. I think injuries will end Sanderland's career pretty well, Sean quickly.
0: Sean Darcy but... will,
1: so one of
2: the two. Well, maybe hey, Darcy, Darcy might give him the toe or something. and uh, really Classic. <laughs>
0: This is probably the first actual quickfire podcast we've delivered so far, this boys. The other ones had run a little bit long. Um, we covered, I was going through the questions and we've covered basically all of them already. So there's not much to answer on. So on behalf of the boys and myself, thank you for listening. We will be back on Tuesday for Gold Coast and Geelong. So see you then. Peace out. Thanks for listening.